And so to begin, I, I, the way I like to begin these conversations is to hear a little bit about you and, and your story. What is Lisa Larson's story? Well, David, I've um, lived in Lawrence um, a couple different times in the 80s. I was one of the typical folks who come in um, and take some classes or go to school here and then have to go somewhere else for, for family or whatever. And then I came back in 2000, um, and have been here since about 2000. Um, my background is as an environmental geologist. I, um, owned an environmental consulting firm for about 22 years, sold it in 2014. Um, and our, primary focus with um, investigations and remediation of contaminated sites. You know, in addition, we also install geothermal systems. So that's my business background. Um, I've also worked for the state of Kansas in my early career. So I have, um, you know, a real strong background in government agencies as well as contracting. Um, you know, my personal side, I've got um, two kids. Um, they live in Texas and, and I have some grandchildren and, um, you know, they're great. Um, uh, and so that's more on the personal side. I also have a partner. And um, so that's that's that. Great. Thank you. Um, and so this is just uh, a kind of a follow up question to something you mentioned in your in your uh, introduction. There is. You said you spent time in working with government agencies. What did that time teach you um, about government that you maybe didn't know beforehand? Uh, what sort of lessons would you learn there? In the 1980s, um, I really um, began to understand and appreciate the um, public service and the need that we all need to um, kind of set, take a step back sometimes and just thank those who, who do the public service work for us. Even though um, as a contractor, after I got out of being um, uh, working for the state of Kansas, um, you know, we had direct contracts with the state state and, and it would be frustrating sometimes um, and, and the work is hard but at the same time we got to understand that um, the folks who are overseeing our contracts are just um, they're public employees and they're trying to do their job um, what I also really learned from that is is how important it is to be patient and understand that progress and change comes incrementally if it's going to have a solid foundation to to, um, you know, better our communities. Um, and so, you know, I think to, to that end, I think that's just real key for me is to understand that change can occur, but you've got to have the patience and the tenacity to, to make sure that um, it's done in a way that it's going to hold. And so you're running as uh, as an incumbent. Why have you decided to run for reelection? And so and in other words, uh, what keeps you uh, coming back to to running for city commission? Well, you know, as I yeah, as as I said earlier, now, uh, back in the 1980s, when I first served um, or when I first um, worked for the state of Kansas, I really, really developed a, a, a strong loyalty and belief in the public public service um, system, and it's an honor to serve. And I knew at some point in my career, I always felt that I would come back to public service um, after being a contractor at some point, and it just worked out that I was able to do this. I want to continue the work that we've been doing. When I came on board in 2015, um, since then, we've done some really fundamental changes to how we govern in Lawrence, um, everything from how we budget our, our funding to our finances, we've been um, turning them over and, and finding a lot of things that needs to improve, and we're going to continue to do that. Um, everything also from our infrastructure, how we assess it, how we fix it, 
how do we determine, you know, how this should be done? Um, we're doing it more on a data-driven um, basis versus just um, subjectively. And I think that that's real key to, to, for us to catch up on our maintenance systems. And then, you know, we've also um, been working really hard on the uh, human, what I call the human infrastructure side and trying to build a system that, or a safety net that, that helps with those who um, can't help themselves. And, and it's taken a while to do that. And we've got a long ways ahead of us, but um, I believe we're making progress to that end. Great. Thank you. And this next question is, it, it sounds maybe a little bit theoretical and I, I can't help that. That's, I'm a philosopher by trade. So um, this, and it, doesn't need to be uh, all that technical, but when you think about the role of commissioner, uh, what do you take your, your job to be uh, and what, what sort of ideas and, and sort of uh, principles do you take in with you uh, it, when thinking about how you can be a good, good commissioner? You know, I think one of the most important things I can do is listen and learn. Um, technically, the city commission is the policy arm of our government, and that's our job as well as to pass ordinances and legislation. That's technically, but on a more of a, of a philosophical side, um, I take great pride in, in listening to the public. I do tons of meetings. I work with the neighborhoods very closely uh, and to find out what their needs are and what their vision is for our community because my voice is their voice in um, governing. Um, so it's important and really key to me that that um, I listen and learn. And, and, and so that's what I do. And that kind of gets us into nicely into this next question. Uh, you, you mentioned that you spent some, uh, looks like a total of, uh, what appears to be a total of about 28 years in, in Lawrence, seven, seven years at one point in the last 21 years since 2000. Um, and in those years and, and, uh, and part of that time spending on, on the city commission, you may have been able to maybe develop a, a idea about what, sort of values are most cherished by, by the community. Um, what do you take those values to be and how important is it for you? Do you find it to be to incorporate those values into your own decision-making? You know, David, I think that, um, one thing I found with the community members is, is they really value public engagement and it is important for them to feel a part of the process. And that's something that that I'm constantly working on to try to make sure that they are key and, instru and inst instrumental in shaping their community. Um, and sometimes that's hard to do um, because there's just so many facets, so many arms that um, are out there doing so many different things within our city that sometimes that public engagement part gets a little bit um, off. And so that's something that I will always strive to do is to make sure I pull in their vision because uh, it is essentially their community, our community. And it's important that we all have an opportunity and a voice to shape it. Okay. And this, uh, this next question is kind of uh, one that's kind of unique to your situation because I can't really ask this of uh, of the other sort of candidates, uh, at least the ones that are not haven't haven't been in the position before. But uh, one thing that that you mentioned the public engagement part of, or be something that the public values um, and they value being part of the process. Uh, and so this next question is sort of uh, kind of drawing from that, and maybe you, you've uh, sort of indirectly touched on it is, um, 
as we know, uh, there are a number of folks who feel the confidence and the, the call to speak up during uh, commission meetings and to give their point of view, to give their sort of uh, take on a given issue. And, uh, you know, generally speaking, uh, people uh, are a little bit distrustful of, uh, of government and on, on a general basis, not, not just with Lawrence, but um, how do you, uh, to, so they may be interested in knowing just to what extent these public uh, comments may influence your own decision-making. Um, yeah. How, how influential can uh, or have co public comments been in your own sort of shaping of, of uh, the issues and uh, thinking about what the, what the right decision is in a given case? Yeah. Well, there, you know, public engagement and when the community comes to the city commission meetings or when I get emails or phone calls or you know, requests to meet one-on-one, -on -one, you know, that's all a piece of the puzzle. And it's important that uh, I always remember that those are just some of the pieces because I also keep in mind that there's many, many voices out there who never speak up, but they have a they have a say and they have a desire and they have a vision for our community. So I'm always cautious that um, we may hear some really loud voices on an issue on an issue, but I've also got to consider those voices who aren't speaking up. Um, and so I am very careful uh, about trying to weigh those um, in a balanced manner. And, I, and this next question is, is somewhat also very, very related. Um, and in, in asking this, I'm not necessarily asking for your definitive answer or like how you plan to uh, uh, vote in this in this issue. It's um, as as people may know, uh, one of the many things that that are on the table or on in consider are being considered by the board is uh, whether the change are uh, part of our election procedure um, and or process and uh, a little bit about the structure um, but mo mostly the the electoral process or the election process um, namely namely moving from an at-large uh, election pro, uh, system to a district-based system for city commissioners and then that large for for the mayor uh, as someone who's been part of the current system that we've had what are some of the important things that uh, or the things that you think are important to consider in weighing or determining what what's uh what's the best way to uh, approach this this given issue and the and the recommendations by the task force yeah, um, with the recommendations by the task force, obviously they've give us, given, given us their um, findings um, as to how they want to move forward. Um, but at this point in time, we're in a year of public engagement process. And I think that's absolutely the right thing to do um, because it's not my decision how we do this. It's the community decision as to whether they want an at-large mayor or if they want districts or a combination of both. Um, and so that's where I would leave it at. I do have to be, as you pointed out, very careful about weighing in too early before we hear what the public has to say. I think both issues are very intriguing. Um, we have heard from our legal staff the 
potential um, pros and cons of whether or not you just, you know, if we decide to go vote for a mayor, we, if we do that, or if we combine them into one ballot measure, um, you, you have to be careful about how that's worded. Um, and so that's the part I'm listening to really carefully as we move forward with public engagement. Um, and so we can make sure that if we do do a ballot measure that we get into that ballot initiative, which is something that I would vote on, um, what the full understanding of the community is and what the vision of the community is. Yeah, great. And then uh, in, a, in a response you've uh, to and for Lawrence Times uh, article or, or survey, uh, you mentioned there were three different issues you thought were most uh, crucial uh, or uh, I know that, that that language is kind of tricky because all the, all issues are important for city commission. And I, and I, and I don't mean that in the sort of uh, flippant way. I mean, I think, I think uh, it's, it's important. I think comments have been made about, yeah, people show up for the, for the big ticket issues, but not enough to, to what they might consider uh, small stuff, but it's, it seems like it's all sort of, if we take it seriously, the idea that they're all sort of connected in some way, then maybe we should be taking, taking them all uh, somewhat very seriously. But you mentioned three particularly, right? You're kind of, uh, or asked to name, boil it down to three. Um, and you mentioned policing, uh, housing for those without homes and, and infrastructure. What are some things that, that uh, city, our city commission or generally yeah, our city can do about those things? Well, you know, we, we, we can do quite a bit. Um, and I think it's important that we, um, look at ourselves very closely and not get too wrapped up in this, um, national, sometimes what called national discussion and, and, and always remember that we got to make sure that it applies locally to us. And I believe that we are making progress in that area, um, you know, for affordable housing, for people without homes, that all ties in with economic development. All three of those need to be successful in order for them all to be successful. Um, and I, so I think that we've got policies in place um, for affordable housing. We've um, put about four and a half million dollars in affordable housing in the last since I've been on the commission um, through our housing trust fund, the sales tax that we packed in 2017, which I was in support of. Um, and that has positively impacted about 445 families. And so that's beginning to work. We need to do a bunch more, but it is we're beginning to see progress on that front. As far as um, people without homes, that is an issue that has been you've heard the dialogue. I mean, it's been extremely difficult conversation to have. And what we've decided to do as a city um, is to finally take lead in that because it's been kind of sitting out there and we put money into it to help out community shelter, to help out Burton Ash. But there's not been one um, voice to really start taking a hold of that issue. And we're going to do that now. We've are actually created a, a housing initiative division, and that will tie into um, emergency sheltering, homeless out, outreach, um, and other things. Um, and so that we will have money directly um, towards that, where the city will look at housing aspect of that through the built for zero model. And then we will work with our partners to have the wraparound services that are needed in order to help those folks um, find homes um, or, or to get treated if they need to be treated or whatever. 
So those, again, those three are so so tied together. And the economic development aspect of it is that um, in 2017, we um, um, passed an ordinance called the Catalyst Program for Economic Development. And since that, we've passed that. We've um, brought in um, industrial um, manufacturing firms into Lawrence. As you know, um, we have the Venture Park out there in the southeast part of town that didn't had been set bank for several years. And the city at that time had put about $10 million worth of infrastructure, roads, sewers, and water, and so forth. So the taxpayers are paying for that $10 million. And so it just sat empty. And so we um, finally came up with this idea and we've passed the ordinance. And um, since then, we've had uh, two major manufacturing firms come in, as well as two exist or three existing manufacturers expand their businesses. And it's brought in over $70 million worth of capital investment. Um, as well as the prospect of about 440 to 500 jobs that pay at or above the living wage. So that's programs that are working. What I see now that we need in order to kind of tie that all in together is to expand and scale a, a, a program for small businesses, as well as to more emphasis on workforce how, um, yeah, workforce housing. So that's kind of where we're going with that aspect of it. Um, with policing, as you probably know, David, we just completed a, a about a six month long study on policing and, and it's basically a top to bottom review of our system, our policing system, as well as the management and so forth. And they came up with about, um, I think it was 75 different recommendations and the very specific recommendations. I was pretty impressed at how detailed it was. And so right now we're on a path to where um, we are having um, our department is putting together a plan to implement those recommendations. Um, we should see that sometime um, early fall, we think. And then in addition, we're going to have, have we're looking at we've developed a work group that will be looking at the community police review board and revamping that 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 is more in line with the community vision. So those are two big pieces right now of our policing that we're working on. Um, and, you know, the, the the study pointed out really, I think, about two or three big factors. One is we don't collect data like we need to be doing. And so it's really hard to move forward if you don't know where you've been. And so we need to do that. Um, and the other is that um, we have a strong distrust between the police in our community, especially those with people of, uh, for people of color. That has to be repaired. We have to find a way to do that. Um, you know, and then, you know, again, also with the community police review board, we've got to find a way to make that work for our community. Great. Thank you, Lisa. And, and, uh, Regarding these issues, you know, part of, uh, as you mentioned before, part of the job of, of any government official is communicating with the public, uh, especially if they think that there are certain things that definitely need to be done, uh, that they have to make the case to the public. How, how what is your general approach to, uh, to ma making or making the case for uh, any sort of, I guess, direction uh, or policy recommendation that the that the city wants to move uh, forward with. How do you? Yeah. How do you? How do you make that case? Okay. Well, what? How I approach um, projects or you know ordinances that we're going to do or resolutions or anything policy making, which is what we do. You know, I um, first thing I do is I research the issue, whatever that may be. Um, and then I also look to see what maybe other 
entities, government entities are doing. And, and we do that with staff. Staff will go out and find out how are other communities solving this problem. Um, and then I also look at um, whether or not there's a cost issue with it. Um, um, how efficient is, is it going to make it, make us? And then I get the, then I go out and I reach out to the community to find out what their thoughts are on it. It's, it's really a, a several step process that I do for each issue. And that's kind of the basic structure of it. Um, you know, and then once I do all that, then I make a decision. Final question. If there's one thing that you want uh, the listeners of, of, of this interview of our, of our discussion today to take away, um, or if there are a number of things, what would you say uh, is the, which is the most important thing that you you wish for voters to take away from our conversation today? Oh boy, um, that's a big question. Uh, there's so many things that it's it's so it's it's so complex, but at the same time, it's so basic. And that you know, my goal is always to try to represent what the vision is of our community, and I stri- I do that through um, constant touching of our community, constantly going out there and um, having one-on-one conversations. I, I attend numerous neighborhood meetings um, very every single month just to make sure that I am hearing what folks are wanting, um, what what they want in our community. So, I, you know, I think the key is, is that that I, you know, I really strive to listen to, to, to all of our community members. And then I also understand that, um, I'm not going to hear some of the voices because they will never speak up. And that's just because they're living their daily life. They don't have time. They just want to, you know, be able to have good streets, good neighborhoods um, and, and just live their life in peace. And so I've got to, I always make sure that I always, I will always, you know, uh, account for that voice too. So I guess what I would just um, want folks to take away is that I have, um, you know, been doing this for six years almost. And uh, I feel as though I, I got the pulse of the community. I'm always looking out for the pulse of the community. And so I would hope that they would um, take a look at my record. I've got um, a lot of information on my website, LarsonCityCommission.com. And that um, before they vote, they consider all that. And then I would ask for their vote on August 3rd. Well, Lisa, thank you very much for sitting down with me and having this conversation about your candidacy and uh, where you hope to uh, see uh, the city of Lawrence go from from here. Uh, So, yeah, thank you again for for, uh, joining me today. Thanks, David. Yeah, this was great. I really appreciate your time.